Folks, the West is in some serious trouble. Self-defense, as we all know, is the most fundamental aspect of individualism. It means you get to defend yourself, your family, your own life, even if it doesn't benefit the collective, because you matter more than the collective. You matter individually. Well, now the left wants to take that away, and they want to take it away specifically with regard to Jews. Last week, Dr. Ben Carson said that Jews could have used guns during the Holocaust, which seems pretty self-evident given that six million of them were murdered. In his book, A Perfect Union, Carson wrote, quote, through a combination of removing guns and disseminating propaganda, the Nazis were able to carry out their evil intentions with relatively little resistance. This, of course, is exactly true. The propaganda meant that Jews didn't believe the Nazis were coming for them, and the lack of guns meant that even if they knew the Nazis were coming for them, they couldn't do much about it. Well, Carson was asked about the comment on CNN, and he doubled down. He said, quote, I think the likelihood of Hitler being able to accomplish his goals would have been greatly diminished if people had been armed. I'm telling you there's a reason dictatorial people take guns first. Well, obviously that's true. And as I said, defending your life is a human right and Jews are human, but not according to the media. So Good Morning America called the comments bizarre, and Politico targeted Carson for, quote, linking Hitler to gun control. Actually, Hitler did that part himself when he took all the guns away from the Jews and then killed six million of them. In 1938, Hitler passed the Nuremberg Laws, which removed all guns from Jews. So what exactly is the media's big argument here? How do you even argue that Jews didn't need guns? Well, they say Jews didn't need guns because they were going to get killed anyway. Self-defense, the basic notion, it's passe. The Huffington Post's Nick Bauman, he posted pictures of the armed Jews who'd been murdered in the Holocaust, and he wrote, quote, There was some armed Jewish resistance to the power of the Nazi war machine, but it often ended in death for the Jews involved. Well, that, the same was true of the Jews who didn't have guns, actually, and it was also true for the seven million armed Soviet soldiers and hundreds of thousands of Americans who were killed in World War II who had guns. But presumably, Bauman would never suggest that American soldiers or Soviet soldiers didn't need their guns. But the Jews, they're different. They should have turned over their guns and shut up and died quietly. Now, here's the truth. Armed resistance did work for Jews during the Holocaust. The Warsaw Ghetto Uprising delayed German deportations to the gas chambers by a full month. They inflicted over 1,000 casualties on the Nazis. Revolts in death camps actually did redirect resources away from the Nazi regime and even led to the Nazis raising a death camp in Sobibor. But most important... Jews should have had guns because resisting tyranny and evil, trying to save your own life, this is morally good. Warsaw Ghetto victim Emanuel Ringelblum, he wrote, Husbands tore out their hair because they had let the Germans unharmed take away those dearest to them, their wives and their children. Children loudly reproached themselves for allowing their parents to be taken away. Oaths were sworn aloud. Never shall the Germans move from here with impunity. We will die, but the cruel invaders will pay with their blood for ours. That's morally good. Defending your own life is a basic human right and a basic moral good, even if you die in the attempt. Jews are human beings, even if the media would hope to treat them as less than that. But we shouldn't really be super surprised that the media and the left don't like Ben Carson's comments. After all, the same people who don't like Jewish self-defense in the face of genocide don't like Jewish self-defense in the face of genocide today. When we're talking about Jew murdering Iranians and Palestinians, and they don't like to say that Jews didn't need guns to fight the Nazis for the same reasons. Jews never need guns, it turns out, according to the left. They just need goodwill, that's all. Of course, the goodwill never happens, at least not from President Obama, not from leftists. That's why Jewish children today are being stabbed to death in Jerusalem by Palestinian terrorists, and the UN has nothing to say. The Obama administration promotes moral equivalence. The rest of the world ignores it. So, there's only one difference this time. The Jews, they actually have guns. 
I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. Tend to demonize people who don't care about your feelings. Well, folks, happy Columbus Day, and we're still allowed to say happy Columbus Day here on The Ben Shapiro Show. Did Columbus do a lot of bad stuff? Yeah, he did a lot of bad stuff. Is the world better because Columbus was here? Yeah, the world is better because Columbus was here. I know it's impolitic to say. I know that we're all supposed to just pretend that Christopher Columbus was like a 1960s American-born guy, and we hold him to the same moral standards that we hold everybody today. And we say he did really evil things, and therefore we should get rid of the holiday. Seattle today is celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day, which sort of begs the question as to what Indigenous Peoples did except get killed by Columbus that merited a day. But this is... You know, the, the entire idea here is that rich Western people who have lived off the legacy of Columbus and lived off the legacy of capitalism and Western civilization, they get to dump on capitalism and Western civilization, and this makes them feel better about themselves as they sip their Starbucks latte that is unavailable in parts of the world where they've never had Western civilization. So thanks, Columbus, for bringing Western civilization to the Western Hemisphere. And yeah, bad stuff happened, but overall, uh, and terrible stuff happened, obviously, but overall... It is a good thing that Christopher Columbus decided to come to the Western Hemisphere. All right, so let's move on to today's news outside of leftists attempting to destroy all the national holidays. So today, there, there was another stabbing over in Israel. There's a stabbing of a, of a 13-year-old kid riding his bicycle by a Palestinian. This followed hard on a couple of more stabbings that happened this morning. It's been a big wave of stabbings by Palestinians against Jews in Israel, particularly in Jerusalem. And I can't imagine where they're getting the idea that, that they should go around stabbing Jews. I mean, as we all know, Islam, religion of peace, Palestinians, wonderful, peace-loving folks who just want their own state. That's all they want. I just can't imagine where they would get these ideas about stabbing random innocent Jews. I mean, like, if there were a video of, like, an imam, you know, telling people to stab Jews while holding a knife, that would be one thing, but, well, actually, there is. This charming fellow, ladies, don't bring him home to your parents. He doesn't seem like a good prospect, uh, but it's, it, it is amazing. We are still told that these are the peace-loving Palestinians uh, and, that, and that the Israelis basically are just engaged in a cycle of violence. President Obama has brought on this new Obama intifada, by the way. Just a few weeks ago, Mahmoud Abbas, who is the dictator of the, of the Palestinian Authority, he is a dictator. The last election they held was, I think, 2004. So it's, he's, he's now in the, I think, 10th, 12th year of a, of a four-year term. And, uh, and Mahmoud Abbas went in front of the United Nations, and he explained that the Palestinians were no longer bound by the Oslo Accords. Within a day, there were stabbings breaking out 
in Jerusalem. The mayor of Jerusalem has done the responsible thing, which is he told all of his citizens to start carrying guns. He said, if you've got a gun, start carrying it. And if someone tries to stab you, shoot them. And this is precisely what's been happening over in Jerusalem. Palestinians come to a, to a gunfight with a knife, uh, and they get shot, presumably after trying to stab children. So they've been aiming at the kids because the kids don't have the guns. They've been going after 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds. And President Obama, of course, has nothing to say. This guy who you see here stabbing the air and, and shouting like a maniac in his charming fashion, this, this beautiful emissary of the religion of peace, his name is Sheikh Mohammed Salah Abu Rashab. He gave that sermon last Friday, and uh, this was given in the Gaza Strip, the wonderful victimized Gaza Strip that we're all supposed to worry so deeply about. And we're supposed to chide the Israelis for being so mean as to target Hamas in the Gaza Strip. Well, as you can see from this particular video, it doesn't always take a gun to come after innocent people. Sometimes, if you have a knife, that's enough. And Israel is learning that over the last couple of weeks, and they're going to have to engage in a pretty severe round of anti-terrorism. They're going to have to go back in the West Bank, reoccupy the Gaza Strip, as they have to do routinely these days, whenever the Palestinians decide that they no longer want to abide by the rules they were not abiding by in the first place. Here in the United States, however, the left still doesn't understand why people want guns. They just don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to them why people would want guns in the first place. So Saturday Night Live, which has become just an absolute propaganda outlet for the Obama administration, two weeks ago they had a 90-minute infomercial for Hillary Clinton. This week they decided to have an infomercial for gun control. President Obama was out in Hollywood this weekend, and President Obama actually said that it is easier to buy a gun than it is to buy a book, which suggests he has neither bought a gun nor a book, because that's, that's an amazing statement. I mean, seriously, the idea that, that you can't... I've bought books. I buy them pretty much every day, and I've never had to show ID to buy a book. I've never had... Maybe I'm buying the wrong kind of books, but I've never had to show ID to buy a book. I've never had to register. I've never had to take a license test, as I did actually to, to buy a handgun in the state of California. President Obama said that. And then, of course, SNL had the, the talented but wildly left Amy Schumer on, and she cut what really is a fake public service announcement about gun control. And it's, it's quite unfunny, but we'll play it anyway, because again, you're here and there's nothing you can do about it. So here's Amy Schumer on SNL mocking America's gun obsession. Whatever you're waiting for. Whatever you face. Whatever you're looking for. There are things we all share. Love. Family. Connection. Hey. A sense of purpose. And also, guns. You like it? Guns are there. In little moments. And big ones. When things fall apart. Or it all comes together. They unite us. Comfort us. Bring us joy. Tepid applause and laughter aside. Okay, first of all, joggers actually should carry guns. The Central Park jogger learned that lesson the wrong way. And of course, Rick Perry learned that lesson the right way when he shot a coyote that was attacking his dog. 
uh, while he was on a jog. So uh, it's, it, it turns out that the guns are actually useful, not in, in a lot of those situations. I'm a gun owner. I own a handgun. I also own a shotgun. And uh, when my wife was pregnant and she was going into labor, I don't remember bringing the Mossberg to the hospital and aiming it at the people who are about to help her give birth, but maybe that's just me. This is how the left thinks of guns. Guns are inherently evil, and they make you totally crazy. You're like a normal person, and then you just run around shooting guns at things. This is what Amy Schumer thinks of guns. So why can't we just take guns away from people? I mean, aside from the fact that there are a bunch of crazy people out there who will stab you, why shouldn't we take guns away from people? It is amazing. President Obama said over the weekend that Republicans were, were off the deep end, that they'd gone totally crazy. They were totally wild. And this has become a meme among folks on the left, is that, is that Republicans are nuts. President Obama, speaking in Hollywood, actually trotted out his old bitter clingers stuff. Uh, President Obama actually talked specifically. He said that Republicans and that conservatives, he said people who are down on their luck economically, they were xenophobic. He did exactly what he did, you remember, back in 2008 when he said that poor people, they cling to guns and they cling to God and they cling to xenophobia. He said the exact same thing in Hollywood. This is how they feel about Republicans. Republicans are all those people that they're making fun of in those videos. You know, the people who are having... You know, fake Jason Sudeikis, the, the guy who looks like Jason Sudeikis but is not, uh, who is who's with Amy Schumer there. This is how they think fake Jason Sudeikis would propose to his girlfriend is with a gun. This is what they think of people who are in the red states. You wonder why there's no commonality in our political discussions anymore. It's because half the country thinks the other half of the country are adults, and that half of the country knows the other half of the country are adults. But it, it, what's, what's amazing about all of this is that the, the amount of scorn that the left is now piling on the right is growing and growing. And you can see it. It's in the media. Their, their new argument can't be we're good at stuff because Democrats suck at stuff. Leftists suck at stuff. Their ideology is terrible. So their new argument is that Republicans are racist and stupid. It's not really a new argument, but they're just ratcheting it up. Republicans are racist and stupid and awful in every possible way. So, for example, Bernie Sanders, who over the weekend was asked whether he was a capitalist, and he said no. He said he's not a capitalist. But Republicans are off the deep end, remember. Republicans are off the deep end, but the guy who's leading Democrats in both Iowa and New Hampshire, that guy is an open socialist, but Republicans are the ones who are off the deep end. Bernie Sanders, he said that Donald Trump is winning because he's appealing to all the worst parts of America. Here is Bernie Sanders, the senator from Vermont, who is about 1,700 years old. You know, Trump is appealing to a certain type of nativism, uh, a, a certain type of anger, uh, a, a, a appealing to the baser instincts among people who think that if you were born in Mexico, you are a rapist or a criminal. I, I really hate that kind of stuff. I hate that type of demagoguery. Uh, it, 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 you know, we don't need to be putting <laughs> okay, people disagree on immigration. This guy right here, this one, Al Sharpton. He calls Jews diamond merchants, and he calls gay people homos, and he talks about Greek homos being terrible, and he's sitting there frowning at Bernie Sanders as Bernie Sanders talks about the xenophobia and hatred of outside groups. This guy who starts riots against Jews, that one, and he's sitting right there across from Bernie Sanders as Bernie Sanders sits there. His shoulders gradually climb his neck, by the way. By the time this interview is over, his shoulders are actually up here, and his head is in the middle of his chest. But what's amazing about all of this is, of course, Bernie Sanders, as I say, is about as extreme as it's possible to be. But this is the meme that they're pushing, and they're going to continue to push this meme. And on Saturday Night Live, they did the same thing. Michael Che is a guy who's on Saturday Night Live, and he decided it was time to go after Ben Carson. And so the meme about Ben Carson is now the same as the meme about Donald Trump. Ben Carson's just so crazy. He's just super nuts. So here, of course, is Saturday Night Live's latest unknown cast member that no one cares about, Michael Che, talking about Dr. Ben Carson. 
I never thought I'd say this out loud or on TV, but please, America, pick anybody but the black guy. Okay, no one knows who that is. No one knows who that guy is or cares what he has to say. And, and what, what's actually amazing about that, that particular statement is that if you read the, the converse of what he's saying, why would he never say that? Right? I mean, he's the racist, right? He's the one who's saying that I would never say, pick anybody but the black guy. Why not? I would, given a given situation, if Hillary Clinton were the only candidate in the race against Ben Carson, I'd say pick anybody but the white chick. I mean, what, what, what does race have to do with it? But again, it's the Republicans who are completely nuts. And this is all the way up to the top levels of the Democratic Party. Democratic National Committee Chairwoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz, or chairperson, we wouldn't want to offend her. I don't know what gender she identifies as today. She says that, that GOP candidates are circus performers. She of the crazy clown hair. She looks like Bozo the Clown here, but here she is describing GOP candidates as circus performers. Whoa, that's a sight right there. Uh, any one of those candidates is in dramatic contrast to any of the Republican circus candidates that, circus performers that are on the other side. Yeah, well, what a charmer she is. And, uh, and of course, you can see why she would call people circus performers, given her long and deep experience riding the rails as a traveling hobo with the, with the Barnum and Bailey Circus. She also said that Republicans actually want to kick women out of the country. So Republicans are the circus performers, but the head of the DNC says that Republicans want to kick women out of the country. Here is another clip of the most beautiful woman in politics, Debbie Wasserman Schultz. All of whom it. are trying to out-Trump Donald Trump by saying, yeah, let's, let's kick women, let, let's kick immigrants out of this country. Let's take away health care from women. You know, let's, uh, let, let's increase taxes on the middle class to pay for tax cuts for the wealthy. Let's end Medicare as we know it. Yes, I think any of the candidates on our side of the aisle who are talking about job creation, making sure we can expand access to health care, build the cornerstones of a middle class life, by helping people get a good education and having a secure retirement, any one of our candidates will be chosen and eventually elected as the 45th president of the United States of America because of that contract. By the way, Debbie Wasserman Schultz refused to explain why exactly the leading candidate in Iowa New Hampshire says he's not a capitalist. She, she just tried to avoid it. Okay, so let's take this at face value. Democrats are the reasonable ones, and Republicans are the nutjobs. Democrats are the ones who are super reasonable. They're super wonderful. They're the ones who understand how the world works. The Republicans are a bunch of circus performers, and they're clowns, and they're racists, and they're xenophobes. So let's look, for example, at some of the top Democrats, and what do they have to say for themselves when, in a crowd of their own friends, their own supporters, what do they have to say? Well, over the weekend, there was the Million Man March. And the Million Man March, which had only one one-thousandth of the million people, about a thousand people at the Million Man March, so the Thousand Man March, or the slightly less than a thousand-person march, that, that took place in Washington, D.C., and one of the keynote speakers was a fellow you may remember by the name of Jeremiah Wright. Jeremiah Wright, of course, was the pastor that President Obama came to Christianity via. So everybody tries to downplay Jeremiah Wright. President Obama learned his theology from this man. President Obama says this in both The Audacity of Hope and Dreams from My Father. He learned his theology, his philosophy of religion from Jeremiah Wright. Jeremiah Wright spoke in front of the Million Man March. And Jeremiah Wright, who's a I think, solid representative of the theology of the Democratic Party. Here's Jeremiah Wright talking about politics and, and religion. And remember, these are the reasonable people. This is the guy President Obama sat in his church for 20 years and learned religion from him. Obama's the reasonable one, though, and so is Jeremiah Wright. We're the original people, the Palestinians. And please remember, Jesus was a Palestinian. The Palestinian people have had the Europeans come and take their country, ignoring 
United Nations resolutions after resolution after resolution, over 40 resolutions in illegally occupied territories as they take the people whose countries it is and make it theirs because their God told them that they could have somebody else's country. Okay, this is about as bad an anti-Semitic slur as you could dump on anyone. First of all, the idea that Jesus was a Palestinian is such unbelievably ahistoric nonsense. Jesus, of course, was a Jew. The only Palestinians were Jews in the time of Jesus. And by the way, the modern Palestinians are not descendants of the people who originally were settled in the area, for example, the Canaanites or any of the ancient tribes, all of whom are extinct. They are, they are Syrians and they're Egyptians and they're Libyans and they're Lebanese. But the idea that there was ever any independent Palestinian people is absolute garbage, absolute nonsense. And the first Arab Muslims arrive in the Holy Land around 600. Okay, Jesus, of course, was long gone or long resurrected, depending on your point of view, by that point. So, but, but this is Jeremiah Wright. Remember, he's not an extremist. Jeremiah Wright is a moderate fellow. You know who else isn't extreme? Louis Farrakhan. Louis Farrakhan was featured by Jeremiah Wright's Trumpet magazine on the cover and I believe they made him the man of the year. And Louis Farrakhan, of course, is a big President Obama supporter. He once said that he thought that President Obama could be the Messiah. Louis Farrakhan is a moderate, though. Louis Farrakhan is a reasonable fellow. Donald Trump is the real extremist. You know, and, and reasonable people say things like what Louis Farrakhan says right here, for example. America is under divine judgment as we speak. Elijah Muhammad taught us 50, 60 years ago of what we were going to face. And he said there would be four great judgments. What you see going on in Charleston and in South Carolina is very serious. They have never seen rain like that at all. How? Why? That's divine judgment. Oh, that's what it is. When I leave you today, the calamities are going to get stronger because God wants America to let us go. Ah, so, okay, so God is actually making it rain really hard in South Carolina because we haven't freed the black people. Not sure where he's been for the last 150 years in this country, but nonetheless, it's okay if he says it because he, again, is moderate. And, and all of them are moderates. I mean, everybody on the Democratic left is moderate. They are all moderates from head to toe. It is the Republicans who are the extremists. Here's the reality, folks. As you all know, Democrats are about as extreme as they ever have been. A, a socialist, an open socialist, is now the leading frontrunner against Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton is a closeted socialist, and Joe Biden is a unionist socialist, and all three of them are now competing for the presidency of the United States. Debbie Wasserman Schultz, a woman who has suggested now that Republicans want to throw every woman out of the country. I know I don't want to throw every woman out of the country. That would mean my wife and my daughter. It would mean my sisters. Also, I mean, not to be politically incorrect, but as a straight guy, I'm a big fan. So this whole throw women out of the country thing would be counterproductive. Also, women tend to be kind of nice people. I like women. Um, and I think most of the Republican Party likes women. I think the only people who hate women, in fact, are the people in the Democrat Party who want to see women continue to abort the next generation of women through sex-selective abortions and continue to watch as women victimize themselves and, uh, and are victimized by bad behavior and, and in some cases put themselves in risky situations. But nonetheless, this, this is the Democratic Party, the, the wildly moderate Democratic Party. So one of two things is true. Either the Democratic Party is not moderate, or the Democratic Party is representative of an American people that are not moderate. 
I wish I could say that it's just that the Democratic Party were, were a moderate party and, and the American people like them. But the truth is the second. The Democratic Party is moving to the left. Hillary Clinton's moving to the left because the American people want to remain ignorant. They want to keep themselves in the dark. They want to count themselves as moderate. And instead, what they're doing is they are blasting away. You know, we start off with Columbus Day here, and we'll close on this note. They're blasting away at the very foundations of what makes Western civilization worthwhile. They're blasting away at this, the historical figures, not just bringing realism, blasting away at them, pretending that they don't matter or that they were counterproductive or problematic. They're going after all of the fundamental principles of Western civilization, family, decency, self-defense. All of these have to be put in the background on behalf of the collective. And then they call anybody who wants to defend these principles a reactionary. They call us all extreme. We're the clowns. We're the problems. The fact is, the people who are extreme are the people who want to tear down the, the forces that have wrought the greatest benefit for humankind in the history of the world. Those people, I think, it can fairly be assumed, are the extremists. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. We'll get to more on this in just one second first. Pure Talk believes in American values, and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving. <laughs> 